One. Welcome to episode 16. Yes, I can authoritatively say that. I looked it up this week. Episode 16 of Man, Bones, and Jesus. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Josh Laborious, um, pastor out here in Southern California. That over there is Ben Olschlager, pastor at uh, at a church in in frozen parts of this country. He's in he's in Minnesota, and uh, we are <laughs> so overjoyed to be your hosts. I'm about there. This uh, morning or afternoon or whenever you're, whenever you're listening to this, I, I guess it doesn't really Just matter. For that, it's probably gonna. Everybody's listening to this. It's gonna be evening when they listen to this. Ah, you just dang it. The I it. <laughs> we uh, we're happy to to meet with each other every week and talk about things that hopefully interest you at least on some level. And uh, what what are we doing? <laughs> And we do it at least 40% just to entertain ourselves. So what are we uh, talking about today, Ben? Um, Josh Josh can't control himself this morning, afternoon. He's in the morning yet. I'm in the afternoon, I think, right? I got, I got seven more minutes of morning yet. Well, there you go. Um, Josh can't control himself today because uh, right before this, we were trying to figure out what we were talking about. and. Uh, Something that's come up, I think, in numerous conversations that I've had recently, um, and in part because we're doing a Bible study in the Catechism right now, and there's a fair amount, especially in the, in the commandments about the way that we respect our, our elders and those in authority. Um, and so today, we want to talk a little bit about what it looks like to respect governmental authority, uh, respect civic authority. Um, there's a lot going on in the world right now, Josh. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with um, people clashing with their governments. Um, in Michigan right now, it's a big story. Uh, the, the whole truck. Um, the Canadian trucker yeah. something or other. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it's Truckers called. Truckers for got Liberty or something? I don't know. The convoy. That's the shorthand for it i think oh, i thought here. it was a blockade more than a convoy <laughs> tomato rotten tomato um no that's that's about movies get it um, rotten for those of you who don't get it rotten tomatoes i, I got it just i got it and just decided to ignore it um <laughs> It's going to be one of those episodes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, currently, um, there are, I believe, two major crossings from the United States to Canada in Detroit. Um, one of them, you can't travel from Canada to the United States because the convoy has taken over the bridge um, and shut it down. So that's a pretty relevant part of this whole experience. But then also, um, in the wake of that particular um, happening, um, there's now similar events happening in France, Belgium, New Zealand, Australia. Um, there's uh, steam about something trying to interrupt the Super Bowl this weekend. Um, uh, yeah, that could impact you, Josh. Wow. 
this might actually hit home for you. Um. <laughs> All I'm saying is good luck trying to mess with the entity who owns a day of the week. Okay. Uh, you're going to mess with the NFL and their money. You're toast. The only thing with more power in the world. No, I'm not going to go there. Um, it's going to make a secret society joke. National Hockey League. Yeah, no. Nope. Anyway. Um, Tanner Janelle, specifically. So, like, we have these massive protests or uprisings or headaches or whatever you want to call them, depending on how it's affecting you. Um, that are going on where you stand on their issue of choice right that too um and like as you look at them i think it's fair for us to question you know one is this the right way to go about it and two is this the christian way to go about it because i think that those are kind of two different questions a little bit especially in our society um, now for if you're listening to this and you are a christian they shouldn't be two they shouldn't be things. true um and, and in my mind i'm thinking more as one one is like psychologically sociologically what is the right answer and then on the christian perspective more theologically what's right. The right what, is, what is the right answer for everyone and then maybe how do christians take that a little further or a little differently yeah, and just how do we look at it? Um, and I mean, there's there's all sorts of other things that we can point to in the last handful of years in terms of the way that people are looking at um, uh, respect for governmental authorities. Um, just off the top of my head, I can think of you know a handful of of riots and uprisings that have happened in con- or in places across the country, uh, especially against. Uh, police brutality. Um, I can think of several um, riots and uprisings that have happened uh, in the past couple of years, especially around the um, controversy surrounding the 2020 election. Um, You know what? Uh, Ben is treading, I think, a little softly here. I have such hesitation. The January 6th events at the Capitol. We're talking about stuff like that. Black Lives Matter rallies. We're talking about stuff like that. We're also talking about stuff like the Right to Life March, the Women's March. Like all of these are, the core of what we're talking about here is interactions of of non-governmental entities with governmental authorities, right? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, something that bothers me about these kinds of discussions is so frequently there is a double standard. Okay. And it's, I think it's worth noting before we go too much farther that as we bring all of these different groups up, they're not all in the same bucket in terms of whether we agree with their approach or not. Um, they're right. all in the same bucket because they're groups that interact, like are interacting Correct. as a group with the governmental like the to my knowledge the women's march has never really done a whole lot of property damage they've never really done a lot there there's no i 
I could be wrong. I, I've never heard of There's it. There's no violence so. associated with it. It is just a march. Um, mm-hmm. So at least like on faith, like that is a different animal than a, a protest that becomes something that does violence, something that does property mm-hmm. damage. Okay. And my problem is from there, there is a double standard. And I think it's from kind of uh, both sides. So there are people out there who will uphold the January 6th uh, events uprising. at the Capitol, uprising, protest. Like some people will call it an uprising and they'll condemn it as one of the worst things to ever happen in America. And then other people will call it a protest, but the, the the tables are turned if you talk about you know one of these Black Lives Matter protests maybe that turned violent and did property damage. The people who call January sixth an insurrection, they'll call the Black Lives Matter thing just a protest. And the people who call January sixth a protest, they're calling the Black Lives Matter thing a riot. And it's like mm-hmm. we, you're applying different rules based on how you feel on the issue. And, and that bothers me because I believe that we should have a consistency, no matter who you are, like this, I personally believe, and, and I think this holds up, whether you're Christian or not, you should have a consistent set of values you operate from. You say, I operate with values A, B, C, and D, and I apply it to this situation, and I apply it to this situation. So, mm-hmm. for example... And this is me, and and I think this is a good way to stand on it. Maybe Ben's going to correct me. Maybe I'm going to need some uh, personal growth here, which is possible. Like, I'm open to that. I am very, very painfully aware I'm not a perfect person. (laughs) My line for a lot of these things, you know, I say, when does it become, uh, let's just, when does it go from protest to riot? And I'm just going to use riot. I could use a couple of different words, but I'm going to say, when does it become a riot? As soon as people are intentionally hurt, like if someone trips and scrapes their knee, that doesn't cut it. If someone is intentionally hurt or something is intentionally damaged. Okay. So Black Lives Matter, it's a protest. It's a protest. It's a protest until people in that protest, it doesn't have to be all of them. People in that protest start breaking stuff or hurting people. This has become a riot. January 6th, it was a protest, it was a protest, it was a protest until people got hurt at the Capitol or or the Capitol was damaged and stuff at the Capitol got damaged. It became a riot, okay? So for like, that's kind of the, the example of like, where is my value? Where is my consistent definition? That's kind of a fundamental of like what I operate with. So all to start this conversation, what I'm asking for is consistency in how you apply your definitions and your values. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me, like you can even just say, when does a protest become sinful? Like you could just use that language um, on a, on a theological side of things. And I think just looking at like, when are you committing sins? It's sinful then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I think we can kind of apply the same, like, um same kind of logic to a protest in terms of the way we look at it theologically and i think you did a good job of kind of looking at it from a psychological or sociological perspective like if we are part of a protest and 
we are openly Christian as part of this protest. We want to make sure that we are living and, and operating in that protest in such a way that it's not going to defame our faith. So you but might say, you know, what happens if someone else does something in this protest? I have two pieces of advice for you. One, maybe if it's your buddy and they're about to start throwing bricks or something, you have you stand up and you say, no, that's not appropriate. That's not what we're here to do. Or two, you leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, Intervene or walk away. But I and I think because we, we kind of immediately got sidetracked into this protest discussion, but I think these kind of values can still apply to any sort of how do we interact with government authority, right? Mm-hmm. Where, because so this is kind of some of my theological thinking on this because we're told in scripture, you know, we are to obey the governing authorities. You know, we're, we're told that no authority is in place that, that Christ or that God has not appointed, right? Mm-hmm. And we say, well, that doesn't count for bad governments. What government on this planet, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that, the American government, we'll specifically just say the American government, is nowhere near as brutal or corrupt or self-serving as the Roman government was. Like, are you, when people make this comparison of like, our government is worse, I'm like, no, it's not. The Roman government crucified people to keep the masses happy. They found a guy, they said, we'll string him up and make him die in a terrible way because it helps our control of the average person, right? Um, So we have this command where we're supposed to give respect to authority, but there is also the command, we obey God rather than men, which I think it's abused in a lot of places, but so when, whenever we're interacting with the government, I think the real question is, when does it become sinful? Because we do have a little bit of a different game here, right? Because we have in America, the way our government is structured, we have the ability to have input, right? We're, we're encouraged to reach out to our congressmen and our, our representatives to kind of to, to tell them where we're at. We have this freedom to vote and to and our voices to be heard. And, and I think we should be thankful for that. Uh, it, I, I do believe it's it, in a lot of ways, it's a blessing. But it, that stuff becomes sinful really quick. And it's as simple as this. If in the process of your political uh, discussions, you start calling names you say, oh, Nancy Pelosi is blah, 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 blah. Oh, Mitch McConnell is blah, 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 blah. You're violating the commandments, right? You're not building up your neighbor. You're not putting the best construction on what they're doing. Like, it very, very quickly becomes sinful for us. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty much spot on. Like, it's Whether it's in a in a conversation or in a protest, like all it takes is is one sinful action for that interaction with our government authority to become something that we can no longer be a part of as Christians, nor can we be proud of as citizens of our country. Um, I think. Um... It, I, I think a good language might be that that single sin makes it less than what we're called to. Because I do reckon, like if you're in a protest, there's probably someone in the protest saying, you know, F this person, 
And it's like, you're right. You're everyone there. Everyone in this conversation isn't going to have pure motives and they're not going to act hundred percent perfectly. Um, but we, we have to recognize that that's less than what we're called to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, yeah. And that's a good point. Like, we do the best we can in terms of aligning ourselves ideologically with the things that are tenets of our faith, tenets of our ethics. Um, but it, you know, ultimately there's not going to be a, a perfect politician or a perfect party or a perfect uh, policy on anything. We're humans. There's sin in the world. Things are going to get exploited and broken for the advent the advantages of of the forces of evil but like the skeletor I, I think we still need to be much more willing to walk away um from movements people ideas that are like christian adjacent but aren't christian um I think that's one of the big challenges that I see in the way that we interact with governmental authorities is like, I don't think on the spectrum anymore that there is a, a party or a nominee just about like, there are a handful of really good nominees uh, around the country that will actually uphold a, a really strong Christian ethic in their politics. But I think it's becoming increasingly more rare to not find that one is like one and or both are like Christian adjacent, but not really Christian. And then we vote for them because we feel like the other person or other party or whatever is further away. And in reality, none of that might be true. Um, and I think that's, you're, you're touching on something that, I think we need to be very careful of, okay? Because I, I, I believe, I genuinely do believe that a lot of this starts from a faithful place. Okay, so mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. And I think I'm going to vote. I'm going to act politically with my values. So, mm -hmm. like you said, there's no politician who's perfect, but we find the one that's close or closest. Mm -hmm. um, which so far, I think, you know, you're being faithful, right? You have, you have your beliefs. You, you, we have our shared Christian faith. And we say this, this politician aligns uh, in, in our view closest with it. And you vote for that person. And I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. We're, there's no, there, there hasn't been any sin really in this process. Um, I think the problem becomes because you, you've made this parallel you said, well, this person isn't a paragon of my faith, but they're close. So you kind of lump them together. And like Ben was kind of saying, you put them too close. And I think there's a danger then that you start conflating the two. Mm -hmm. And then you start idolizing the one. And it starts to overtake, you know, my political choice is now more important than the faith that initially drove that political choice. So my my encouragement, my my what I, something I think we need to watch out for is going further than 
is, is letting that politics, letting that politician, letting that party, letting that policy become an idol, right? Mm-hmm. So just keep in mind, you made a decision because it was close to your faith, but they are not the same. And like Ben said, at some point, we got to be willing to step back and say, no, I disagree with this or I disagree with this part of, of whatever's going on. Um, and I think, I think part of that, too, is like in this country where we are given a vote and where we're given a lot of say in terms of the political realm that exists and we get that kind of interaction um, with our politicians through the vote and through, like Josh said, we, we do have ways to contact our politicians and we're encouraged to do that. Um, I think because we have such like a seemingly adjacent relationship to our, our politicians or a seemingly close relationship to our politicians because we have to vote for them because we do have the ability to contact them. Um, I think it, almost gives us uh, perhaps a false sense of ownership. Um, and then if that person or, or the policy or, you know, amendment or whatever you voted on, when that sours on you, um, it's a lot harder for us to do an about face and say, nope, you know what, that was wrong. That person's wrong, that idea is wrong whatever um we voted for that we have ownership in that we can't like it's harder for us to just turn and say you know what guys i was wrong i voted for the wrong person i voted for the the wrong side of this amendment um i think there's definitely kind of an ownership component to this too where like as we interact with our governmental authorities we we do idolize them to some extent but then also we feel like or we almost kind of make it a part of us as well. It's like when you when you have a sports team and you address them as we. Like when I'm yeah. talking about the Preds, I'll say, well, we're in the running for – and it's like, no, 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 they're in the running for this. I'm just kind of enjoying the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this sense of, you know, we're getting caught up and we're part of – and it's jo- – Josh, can you even skate? Yes, actually. I, I can ice skate. Um, the last time I tried roller skating, I ended up with a concussion and stitches. Uh, Were we in any classes at the seminary when that happened together? Did you ever? I still got a scar right on my hairline. I you were gone for a couple of days, weren't you? Not from class, or no? I think I might have missed a couple classes, but I missed a couple weeks of soccer. Yeah, because. I had a concussion and I remember the first day I came back, I, I, Chris was like walking, Chris, my wife worked in the area. She was in the area and she stopped and watched for a minute. And I took it. Like I, I went for a header. I aggressively went for a header. <laughs> she was not happy about that. She's like, you just came back from a concussion. And my response was Chris, you've had like nine concussions. I don't tell me about that. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure she um, took that well. My, my whole point there was like, you're spot on. Like when, when we, when we buy that sense of ownership and we internalize it a little too much, um, we do create this like false sense of, of there's a pride in ownership. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, though Josh can ice skate, I'm guessing that the Nashville Predators don't want him on the ice at any point in the game. Um, Not unless I get like a a rare disease or something and they're going to trot me out for the opening puck drop. Although I would fit well into Heinz's structure because I'm big and I bet I could hit pretty hard. Don't don't give yourself any credit whatsoever, Josh. Um, you are way too far far behind the development curve. Um, anyway, uh, that means a couple of things. It does. Um, anyway, all of that is to say, like, as we interact with our our governmental authorities, it's important for us to be realistic about those interactions right and and not just uh like as as we're going into those interactions yes you want to have an influence yes you want to be able to have your voice through your vote through your interactions with your politicians but also like um be able to kind of hold them be able to hold them far enough at, at a distance that you can objectively look at them and recognize where there are faults in the system and when there's faults in your relationship to that idea or policy or person. Right. And this is something I I will not say in a vast majority of situations. It's okay to be like Habsies on this stuff, right? For a lot of, for almost anything, if you ask me like, is it okay to just go 50, 50? Is it okay to just kind of um, put in half the effort? I'll say no. You don't don't halfway do two things, whole way do one thing. Um, I think Ben. Oh no, you're unfrozen. Um, but it's okay to like go halfway on a politics. Uh, and a couple examples. And I'm gonna try and kind of be balanced in how I address these for the sake of Ben and his congregation who might listen to this. Actually, for some of my congregation who might listen to this too. But um, <laughs> one example. It was okay to vote for Trump and to say he's a giant jerk. Like it's, it's okay to kind of be halfway, right? You can say, I thought he was the better of the two candidates. I recognize the dude is a giant jerk. Okay. That would be one example. Another example. It's okay to maybe support the, to support the idea behind black lives matter that, you know, there are, apparent inequalities in in certain areas that we need to stand up for that we need to speak toward and reject Mm -hmm. and say like i support elements of this but i reject their the their approaches when it when some of their things turn to violence i reject some of the connections they have with um, other movements that they've aligned themselves with that as christians we'd be like we aren't touching that one um Mm -hmm. So like on, on these issues of, of government, of politics, of policy, it is entirely acceptable to go halfway because what I think that gives us permission to do and what I'm giving you permission to do right now is to go with something because it is close to your faith while constantly acknowledging it's not what, it's not ideal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of transitioning to this, I think one of the other issues we, we have, and I think part of this is because we have, we have some twisted ideas in this, but be willing to suffer, mm-hmm. right? Like 
just uh, it, it just because if if a politician or a policy you disagree with you don't like and it, it's causing you to suffer in some way, or it's not your preference, it's not what you wanted. Like, suck it up is what I'm saying, <laughs> because we're if it's not a sin, we're still called to to live in in alignment with the governmental authorities, right? Um, and, and a really low-hanging fruit one is masks, right? You might not like them. You might think they're stupid. You might think they're not effective. You might even think they're harmful. I, I actually, I don't know if I should be admitting this on a podcast, but these red spots on my face, that's a fungal infection. My face is only in, in dark, moist environments in one instance, and that's when I'm wearing a mask, so... I don't care how you feel about them. It is not a sin to wear a mask. (laughs) Breaking news, not a sin. Mm -hmm. So if there's a mask mandate in place, as Christians, we're we're called to follow that, to adhere to that. Even if we don't like it, even if it hurts you, which this doesn't hurt. It's just kind of ugly. But, you know, that's my face. So, Nothing new there. And <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, like I, I think it's if you didn't already understand the kind of relationship Ben and I have, you understand it a little bit better now. <laughs> uh he'd say the same thing to me. I would um, in a heartbeat. I, I think that kind of also helps bring us back to the idea of respecting and honoring authorities, too, because like if we're more willing to hold the people that we support at some length or at some level at arm's length and even be willing to acknowledge, hey, there are p- things about this person or about these ideas or about this party that I don't like, um, that don't correspond with my faith. Um, I think it's also like then easier for us to look at the other party and basically do the same thing and say, or the other candidate or the other position on a policy or even someone the same who thing used, like they've weighed the issues differently exactly and just look at that and go okay i can see where you're coming from don't necessarily agree with you on that i see where you're coming from and i will i will listen to you and i will honor that especially if you are the person in authority give like josh's mask uh mandate uh example if we live in like currently I live in a place where uh, when I am in the preschool part of our building, I have to wear a mask because we have a, a school wide mask mandate in the County of Michigan that I live in. So I'm going to do that. Absolutely. I put on a mask every time I go down there because that's what I'm required to do. Doesn't like my position on masks has nothing to do with whether or not I'm going to wear that mask. I'm just going to do it. So I'm in, in California, which has a, a blanket mask mandate um, until February 15th. And actually it got announced yesterday that they're dropping it, which I got, I, I am, I'm happy about uh, mostly just because if I forget a mask, I'm not having to go back home to get one. Um, but like when I walk into the grocery store, I wear one. 
when I walk into, well, that's pretty much where I go is the grocery store, but I, I wear one. And it, like Ben said, how I feel about masks has absolutely nothing to do with it. It's not a sin. And the government told me to do it. So I am, I, my faith compels me to respect that authority. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, which is, is tough, right? Because we're very much like, we've elevated our preferences maybe higher than we should have. It, not just in masks, but in a whole host of things. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I just think like, as we, we look at the world around us, as we look at the, the people that we've placed in authority, as we look at the people that are voted into authority, whether or not we like them. Well, can we rephrase um, that for a second? Sure. Not the people we placed in authority, the people God put in authority. Right. We may say, you know, we which we do, but. You, you always have to remember no one is there unless God put them there. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a good, that's a good clarification to make. And like, maybe we should act like that. Uh, maybe we should have enough, you know, respect for God and, and humility of our own that, we can acknowledge when somebody has power and authority over us, even if we don't like them. And, and something I, I also kind of want to give permission. It's, it's okay to acknowledge that. Like you can say, I'm showing respect to this authority. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it, which side note is a powerful witness. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go back to the mask example, because I think right now it's a really relevant one. If you're listening to this podcast in the future, um, hopefully it's not relevant anymore and um mm -hmm. but if i go into a store because i like full disclosure the county i live in <laughs> it doesn't matter that there's a mask mandate very few people actually wear them um if i walk into a store and someone asks me you know why are you wearing a mask and and my response is because we're told to even though i don't like it like i think this is dumb but We've been told to, so I'm, I'm, my faith compels me to, how powerful of a witness is that? You're mm -hmm. saying my faith is important enough to me that I'm ignoring my own preferences. Like that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, you know, my, my brain keeps kind of flicking back to, I read, I read several articles over the last couple of days about the, the Wait, protest. you can read? That's new. Yes. Um, about the article or about the protests and uh, the convoy and everything in Canada and, and on, on the bridge here in Michigan uh, or the uh, I believe it's called the Ambassador Bridge. Um, and I just keep hearing more stories about how, like, the people in that protest are showing incredible amounts of anger and frustration. Um, and while they may have set out to do one thing, the majority of what they've done so far is just terrorize the people of Ottawa. Um, 
and on some level, like whether or not you agree with their position, um, I feel like there's got to be a point at which we say, even to somebody we agree with, you've gone too far. Like, like Josh said earlier, like we have to be willing to say, or we either have to be willing to intervene or leave sometimes because things can get out of hand and our faith compels us to love our neighbor. And if we are not in a place where like we can actively love our neighbor and all we're going to do is either get ourselves or someone else hurt, we shouldn't be there. Um, and I think that goes to being a part of uh, interacting with a governmental authority through a protest, being part of interacting with a governmental authority through our voting, uh, interacting through with our governmental authorities through um, the way we communicate with them. Um, I think just broadly, like, we got to recognize where that line is. Um, yeah. We ready for takeaways? I think so. Um, if I, I mean, my big picture takeaway is just don't sin. <laughs> but is it like applied here, right? Go for it and sin no more. <laughs> we are, we are called to, or you are called, as you're listening to this, we are called to respect government authorities unless it is it would be sinful to do what they're asking us to do mm -hmm. so the only instance where respecting and obeying a governmental authority is not a no Res disrespect for the, disrespecting a government authority is only not sinful if the government authority is forcing you into sin I think even disrespecting would be to go too far. I think honoring and disrespecting you can do even while disobeying. I think obeying a government authority or disobeying government authority is only acceptable when when they're when requiring a consent. Right. Yeah. So that would be my takeaway is uh, as much as you may hate it, as much as dumb as you might think it is. You're called to listen to the government unless they're telling you to do something that God told you not to. I think uh, my takeaway, and I want to add something to this too. I like what you said about like giving people permission to go 50-50 on something, especially in politics. Um, and I want to give people permission to create a third option where there may not seem like there's one. Um, like if you go into an election and you don't like either candidate, you don't have to vote for either of the big candidates. Find someone low down the ballot that has a, like a much stronger representation of your beliefs and opinions. Cause people look at those poll results and they question why some random third party candidate got votes. And they look at that and they, they try to factor that into future elections or if, there's an amendment that you don't like either solution for. You don't have to vote on it uh, because no votes often get factored into future decision making or like non-votes get factored into future decision making. Um, 
like there are ways to find a third answer where it might seem like there's really only two. Um, and you have my permission and probably Josh's, I think, to, uh, yeah, he's making the sign of the cross. So you have his permission as well. No, that's find right. Those that's first and foremost an audio podcast. Yeah. Uh, basically, if your choice is between two um, slightly polished turds, uh, feel free to walk away and find another option. <laughs> There's a South Park episode that talks about that, but we're not going to go there. There's also an episode of Mythbusters that talks about that. <laughs> I'm assuming they're wondering whether or not you can actually polish a turd. That's exactly right. Yeah. Do the... they do it? Also, yes. <laughs> oh man, prayer, um, prayer ideas uh, for 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 your contemplation, for your prayer. Um, I guess first for us because we're losing it. <laughs> but uh, pray, pray for our government and and our leaders that they would lead in a, in the way that God intends for them to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for and, and this is another thing. It, pray for those situations where things aren't the way you you think they should be, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and pray a prayer of thanksgiving that we have as much say as we do Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of places now and throughout history where that has not been the case so yeah anything that uh no i think that's it and uh or also don't be afraid to pray for them by name oh yeah like our president is joe biden may god bless him you know, like what, however you feel about your governor in uh, California, um, whether, you know, I know that Newsom's not the most pos- popular guy in the world. Um, neither is Whitmer in Michigan, but it's still our call to pray for our governmental leaders. Well, and, um, and my thought on that is even if you disagree and don't like that, like that's more reason to pray for them, right? The logic yeah. would be they maybe need Jesus more. <laughs> Right, or maybe you need Jesus more. Either, like, if, <laughs> either case, because regardless Some, of who's in charge, I want the God to bless their right. leadership. Right, so mm-hmm. even if you don't like the person, pray for them. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we've upset enough people. Do we fill uh, our quota for the week? We'll find out. We'll find out. If you have problems with this podcast, please send letters straight to Ben's house. No, actually send them to uh, Synod headquarters in Kirkwood, Missouri. (laughs) Trying to get defrocked? (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Um, You know, if you do have questions, if you do have concerns, please reach out to either one of us. We'd be happy to uh, talk about them. If, if the question's interesting enough, maybe we'll even, we'll have you on the podcast and we'll, uh, and we'll talk about it and, and we'll do a part two, I guess. Um, you can reach out to either of us individually um, for this or any other pastoral concerns. Um, or I think the only, you can comment on these on Podbean or on YouTube. But if you listen or on any of the other platforms. One of us, or if either one of us posts this on Facebook. 
Yeah. I know Josh, you do pretty regularly. If I think it's interesting enough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know. Throw it in the comments. Uh, subscribe to us. Give us some of that affirmation on whatever your podcasting platform of choice is. Um, yeah. It's been a pleasure. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.